legendary Minnesota musical missile from Husker Du. Off Zen Arcade, Standing by the Sea, ostensibly a Grant Hart song, but man, when you hear that bass line come in from Greg Norton, I just, the, there are moments of terror, pleasure, uncertainty, and exuberance on Zen Arcade. It's why it's in my top three albums of all time. And that's where you'll find that particular song, Standing by the Sea. My name is Brian Oak. I'm joined now by Sean Bernard. Episode, if I'm not mistaken, 220, Mr. Bernard? 220. Damn. We need more to do with our time. Sitting around like a bunch of white boys <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> it's the law yeah. when you reach a certain age, I think. Yeah, it's time to start a podcast. You have yes. to if you want to stay alive. So yes. speaking of staying alive... I know you've been struggling with uh, feeling a little under the weather lately. Are you better? You feel okay? Yeah, I would say today is the first day of feeling fine um, after about 13 days. Uh, I was mis misdiagnosed as negative first, and then I got a positive a week ago Wednesday, um, and I'm finally feeling better today. Well, I'm uh, glad you're feeling better. Yeah. It's weird... Well, the thing you said right off the bat that triggered, that didn't trigger me, but like that hit me in the head was you're like, I finally feel fine. It's startling how after you're sick, the first day you feel like a normal human being, you're like, I have wings. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I can do anything. That's it. That's it. Like, like feeling normal, you suddenly have this new appreciation for like, no, I'm still my regular old self, but oh my God. And it, it, it's startling. So, man, two weeks, that's a grinder, man. It was a grinder. And what's odd is I started feeling better like six days ago. And then I went right back downhill again. So I just double-checked and took another test. And that came up positive uh, on Tuesday. But I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's almost totally gone at this point. The biggest thing was exhaustion. And I also just had like an – I think I have an ear infection, but I didn't want to go – trouble the hospitals at all with my ear infection with everything they're dealing with right now so i'm just kind of muddling through with what i know how to do to handle it but i can't believe the number of people i know with covid right now family it's members starting. friends it's crazy you look on social media or among friends and family you're exactly right half the people i know right and my wife's a teacher and she's in school every day mm -hmm. and i'm out in the public too, you yeah. know between my jobs virtually every day the number of people I know, I've kind of come to understand that we're all going to get it at some point. And I may have had it before. There have been a couple of times over the winter where I felt like a hot pile of garbage, right? But, I, you know, every time I tested, I got tested negative, but the false negatives pop up and, you know, there's these brief windows. So let me ask you one important question before we move forward. Now that you've officially had it, is it true that you're going to require me to call you Lord Omicron? Yes. Okay. Well, it's Lord Omicron and Brian Oak on the Brian Oak Show, episode two. You don't have to say my my whole title and name first. I just want to make sure whenever you address me, it's Lord o Omicron Lord. or Lordio. O. If you want to do Lordio for short, that's no, fine. No, no, that's cartoonish. That's silly. Okay. No, all right. Lord Omicron has the right kind of heft to it, uh, but I don't mean to make light of it because, again, hospitalizations are higher now they have been at any point in the last two years it's it's not a joke and it's it's for real and so get your fucking mac get vax get your booster wear your mask and don't be a fucking dickhead like just this 
take it for real, man, because we all, it's going to become endemic, which means it'll always be with us. You know, we're not going to eradicate it like smallpox, but we can mitigate it. We can minimize it. We can make life better for everyone. So just do the right thing and stop being a dickhead. It is the Brian Oak Show, and normally we're in the Smart Start MN studio, but due to the fact that we, you know, have had some recent encounters with Omicron, that Lord Omicron is with us now, we are <laughs> doing this one Zoom style, uh, but still, it's made possible by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? Well, it means that they are the ones who will get you back into your vehicle sooner and for less money than you'd otherwise expect after you've lost the right to drive your vehicle due to a DUI. They were there at the beginning. They are not interlopers. They are not carpetbaggers. They were there. They're one of us. I mean, they're from Minnesota. They were there at the beginning of this system. And so know how to navigate the sometimes tricky terrain of a post DUI lifestyle, which I don't recommend living, but if you need to, you have allies in smartstartmn.com and they can help you get that technology into your vehicle for even less than they normally charge, which is already not very much, by going to a certain destination. Yeah, smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the doohickey, the ignition interlock system. The doohickey, I think, is actually the legal term of it. It a is. A lot of people don't know that, but I, it, <laughs> it, it will do the work that you need to do. So you can Just blow into the doohickey so you can drive. <laughs> blow into the doohickey and don't be drinking before you drive, you idiot. And I'm talking to myself, and then I'm also talking to other people. Yes. It is the Brian Oak Show, and we have a great guest today. He's been a guest on the show multiple times before, but he's one of my favorites. And I've I never like been, him. I've never been shy about that, and I like him because... I feel like he's honest. I don't feel like this guy ever is like playing a game or putting on a mask no. or being something other than he's not. And we don't know many people in our lives like that, right? But he also was announced as part of the lineup of the incredible so Midwest good, Music yeah. Fest. So mm. I've, I've, I've been to the Midwest Music Fest mm -hmm. multiple times and it's always been great, but it is particularly interesting this year in my humble opinion the lineup is spectacular. Your two, you know, like two-day main headliners at the end of April <clears throat> down in Winona are going to be Polisa and Haley. But every name you look at underneath is a mind bender. It's great, including today's guest, the inimitable Mr. Mark Malman, who we'll talk to very, very shortly. But I can't wait to rattle off the rest of the artists who are going to be there, a.k.a. Bad Bad Hats, Graveyard Club, Kiss the Tuck. Tiger, Humbird, Gully Boys, who the first mm. time I ever saw them was there. It's going to be spectacular this year. Plus, Sean, you spent time in Winona, and so have I. Oh, yeah. I went to college there for, well, a year before I dropped out and decided college was for losers. Kids, <laughs> I was wrong. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. College is not for losers. Now, it's not a requirement. There are plenty of other ways to go in life, but college is not for losers. I was just a little lost at the time. But going back to Winona, it's a really, really cool Minnesota Southern town, Southern Minnesota town. Mm. And this festival is one of the most interesting ever because we've all been to the big festivals, right, which are unmanageable and unwieldy and totally insane. But a small, reasonable, several stage festival is really incredible, especially when you consider the lineup. So we'll talk to Mark Mullen. He's going to be there. We'll talk about some of the artists who are going to be there just ahead. This particular artist, she used to go by the name of Haley Bonner, and she decided to dispense with the last name and decided to own her first name and make it her identity. 
she, not unlike Mr. Malman, is singular. I don't really know another artist anything like her. Um, she is a great lyricist. She is a great vocalist. She is a great songwriter. She surrounds herself with exactly the right people and she always makes something good. There's a reason that she's distinguished. There's a reason she's one of the headliners for the 2022 Midwest Music Fest coming up late April in Winona. Haley is, I love her so much, but this is the title track from one of her records. And this song to me, this song is about two things. One, lyrics. Lyrics always, I mean, actually it's about more than two things because the sonics in this song are so good, but lyrics first and foremost, but then you have to wear headphones in my humble opinion to listen to it because the sonics are so good. This slow, low bass line comes in, then the guitar. And at some point, these icy keyboards come floating in over the top and descend mm. upon you. This song is gripping, and I don't know that I've ever listened to it without crying, so I look forward to coming back with tears and talking to Mark Malman right after this song from Haley on The Brian Oak Show on right here. I'm getting a great picture. <sighs>
she's a genuinely gifted artist. But, you know, like we all like different things, right? And you never know what's going to hit. I still remember the first time I heard that song, I wasn't ready. And so here oh. I am, I don't know, 100 listens in. I'm still not ready. God damn, it's good. And that's the great thing. Like, you know, if you're from either of the coasts, you live in L.A., live in Seattle, live in New York, live in Hoboken, whatever. I think there are still a lot of people that look at the Midwest as flyover country and you're just fucking missing out. Yes, of course, today is fucking brutal. When I went out to my car this morning to go do my radio gig, it was 12 below oh. and the windshield was negative 27. I don't mind it. I kind of dig it. It's why I stay here. I love the radical sort of differences and you know, the, the notion of change. It's how you appreciate and how you gain perspective. Anyway, we have a great, great Midwestern music festival called the Midwest Music Fest coming up in late April in Winona, one of the most beautiful portions of our entire state right there on the river. It's a great place. It's a college town. They got three colleges down there, but it's also got this great historical downtown neighborhood that they haven't mm -hmm. torn all the buildings down yet. Yeah. They've got this great old Masonic Lodge from mm -hmm. way back in the day, which kind of creeps you out if you've ever been backstage <laughs> there that I've seen bands at. But the Midwest Music Fest, I believe the 11th or 12th iteration of it, I think it started in 2010. So what, the 12th iteration of it? Coming to full fruition uh, this particular late April. And I'm going. Polisa and Haley are your two headliners. But you've got Bad Bad Hatch. you got Grave your Graveyard mm. Club. you got Kiss the Tiger. Humbird. First time I ever saw Humbird was down at the Midwest Music mm. Fest. Shackleton's Gully Boys are going to be there. Dury, who might be the buzziest band in the Twin Cities right now. Uh, Feed the Dog, 26 Bats. Faith Boblet's going to be there. So many incredible artists and bands are going to be there, including our guests on today's podcast, a guy who I've liked for a long time. When it comes to this particular artist, I'm no Johnny come lately. I was there at the beginning and I've been <laughs> following the path, man. And I, I, at the risk of using crude language, I fucking love Mark Marlin. I love you too. Well, that's very kind. I do. You know what's you know what I was thinking um I'm I'm remastering uh a compilation of my first two albums and I've what? added a Yeah, it's going to come out on it's going to come out next month and it's going to be uh and it, it just cuz I took them down off of Spotify uh like 7 years ago. But um I was having it remastered and going back and I have a studio too and so I was remastering different tracks and getting them to sound better. And I added two tra three tracks to the to this compilation what and one of them is i married a skull then that's the first song you played of mine on the radio wow it's, it's literally the first song i ever heard of yours <laughs> and i mean this is back when you were a fresh-faced baby with that blonde kind of yeah. old cut and <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like who the fuck is this weirdo i married <laughs> a skull that doesn't make any sense and then as i've watched you grow into an adult you know like your loving father stepfather maybe um i you know it, it's 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 been a wild ride and it's been a cool journey to watch you continue to grow and expand and do all that but i married a skull is fantastic so you're telling me there's a new version on the upcoming compilation uh i did a version for red bedroom that never was on the record really and so that's yeah it's kind of in that style with like a vintage i don't know if you call 2000 vintage but like a 2000s era <laughs> drum machine and 
a few other things that are different. Uh, and and I thought, well, I was like that song, so I thought I would throw that on this on this remaster, which uh, maybe we could talk about um, when it comes out. We'll absolutely talk about it when it comes out. As I mentioned, talk about the old days. I'm sort of an unrepentant fanboy. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, like when, you, when when people say things like that, like what if all of a sudden the Temptations decided whoever was left alive, they're like, we're going to do a remaster and a deep dive on Psychedelic Shack. Everyone would fucking pay attention because that matters, right? Your early stuff, at least to me, matters. And so I like it as well as your most recent stuff. Um, my daughter, I know, is asleep downstairs and the room I'm sitting in is above her room. At some point, she's going to come and be like, why are you talking so fucking loud? <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, Abby, come and talk to our friend Mark. So, Mark, I have two questions for you before we talk about the Midwest Music Fest. One, you know, you're a lifelong Minnesotan, and it's brutal outside right now, right? Like, like I said, when I woke up this morning, negative 11, 27 below wind chill. Do you mind the cold? Do you tolerate the cold? Do you... Are you okay with the cold or do you absolutely abjectly hate the cold? Um, well, I grew up in Milwaukee, so I'm half Minnesotan. I don't want to I don't want to claim territory over people right, right, right. who struggled in this cold. I got and and it so it is. I mean, I grew up outside of Milwaukee and I talk to my dad every day and we talk about the weather a lot. Um and and he, he it's about, you know, 7 degrees warmer there all the time, 5 degrees. Man, that makes a difference, you know, because I'll say, hey, you know, I've been here now. I've been here over half my life. I've been in Minneapolis with the exception of I was gone 10 years on the road and, and stuff like that. But right. Um, that makes a difference. Seven degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can trust me. Like when we went through the real cold last week and then the next day it was like 18 degrees. I'm like, I didn't zip up the coat. Now, I'm not one of those idiots who's out there in my shorts. You know, I, like and and hey and, man, they're just having a good off. time. Look, <laughs> you, Mark, you and I have had this conversation many times. <laughs> to each their own, right? right? But also, it's like it's still only eighteen. Settle down, but I know. But but again, it it leads to your point of perspective, right? Like seven degrees makes a difference. If it's ten degrees warmer than it was yesterday after you've been at ten below, I don't know. That's not so bad. I think it's I not so bad. Yesterday, I. Yesterday I went uh, out once. I went to Walgreens and um, and I was like, hey, "This isn't bad. It's seven degrees or something like that." So <laughs> I don't mind it, man. But most of my life I've spent in the studio, you know, writing, recording, painting, drawing, yep. um, and then on the road. But that's even at nighttime, and that's you know, I, I'm more of an inside cat, you know. I, I, we call them, we, well, we call someone like you as an avid endorsement, all right? Like <laughs> you, you, as yeah. opposed to an avid outdoorsman, you are an avid endorsement. Speaking of, uh, we're doing a Zoom version of this because Sean is recently coming off the Rona, um, and we just want to make sure everyone's safe these days. But right now, the picture I see of you on Zoom, you're in a studio. I, yeah. You are literally surrounded by keyboards. If keyboards were a violent animal, I would be worried <laughs> for your life and call the authorities. But yep. luckily, they're not. Is that is that your sanctum sanctorum right there? Like, is that your creative space? Nah, this is just a screenshot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I nice. work. Yeah, this is where I work. Yeah, I rent a, I rent a studio space. This is where I work. 
Oh, very good. All right. So before we talk, um, we're going to hear a song first, uh, your song, one of your songs. But before we talk about Midwest Music Fest, I want to devote a little bit of time to the notion of a music festival, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's, there's always been a bunch of them, right? And early on, one of the first really mega ones was Lollapalooza. And that sort of started... For us, you know, I mean, well, if we us... think about, like, Buddy, the night Buddy Holly died, he was playing a festival, a touring mm-hmm. festival. Agree. And so, and so these, these have always yeah. been... These always, have always existed, Always. Right? It's always been a part of it, like, oh, my God, there's going to be six bands there. And then mm-hmm. now, you know, it's grown to... Oh my God! There's going to be 145 bands there. Yeah, like uh, when we were young, that was just announced two days ago. Dude, you couldn't pay me to go to that thing. Right? <laughs> although, although my daughter was so she was almost levitating because that that's all stuff from her age. Yeah. I remember taking her to Warp Tour throughout her life, and Warp Tour when I was a kid was Green Day and No Doubt. Warp Tour when she was a kid was Pierce the Veil, the used, all these emo screamo bands. Yeah, screamo. And so when that came up, I'm like, oh God. And she's like, I'm going. I'm like, do you have anyone to go with? Do you want me to go with you? And she's like, no, I already asked somebody. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because I, it, it, it's Vegas, so much. It, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> see, if I went there, I'd be like, why don't you go enjoy the show? I'm going to go play blackjack over at the Bellagio. Yeah. I'm going to go um, to Meow Wolf. I just, I, it, it's not my jam. But for the, for the people who are into it, that place is going to be up. It's going to be amazing. So it, it speaks to my point. Music festivals can be cool as hell, right? Like my daughter and I went to Shaky Knees a few years ago because it was Queens of the Stone Age. It was Jack White. It was Tenacious D. But then you look at certain years and certain lineups, you're like, not anything I really want to go to there. So my question for you, Mr. Malman, is did you ever go either as a performer, as a, a civilian, to one of these ridiculous music festivals, be it a Bonnaroo, be it a Coachella, what I mean, like the like the ones that are unwieldy, right? Like where there's literally 180 bands there. Have you ever been to one of those outrageous <laughs> freak shows? Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you two stories. First of all, I grew up in Milwaukee, so uh, I grew up going to Summerfest. Oh, Summerfest, oh my yeah. God. So this is two weeks, a week and a half long of you know, and we would go every day, and we would oh. be dropped off. And we would, I would just mostly go to comedy when I was a kid. I'd go to comedy, I'd go to magic shows because they've got everything. And then we started getting older. And when I was older, uh, in, in my teenage years, um, I saw I saw Bob Dylan. Mm. I saw the Violent wow. Femmes. I saw um, Ramones. I saw Blondie. I saw um, Tom Tom Club, Jerry Harrison. I mean, just on and on and wow. on and on and on and on. It was so cool. And it, but you know the thing about Summerfest is, it's it's a, the grounds are made for it, right? So there's right. you know there's twenty stages and there's all thing. Everything's everybody's playing. So you're a kid, you go see Cool in the Gang for a little while, and <laughs> run around, get some ice cream, and then I remember my friend and I we waited so long to see Gilbert Godfrey. We sat in the front row. Oh my god! We waited to see Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> and we were like thirteen. And he, he looks at me and he, he points in his like 48 ounce cup of soda and it's full of vomit, right? And oh. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I didn't want to get up, but I had to throw up because I ate so much cotton candy. And it was, I loved it. So that said, <laughs> when I was, when I was, uh, well, it would have been, I don't, I don't remember the, the Lollapalooza where Nick Cave and L7 uh, and Smashing Pumpkins came through, wh- whichever that one was. And uh, 
I was working it. Uh, I was working the, they had this thing called the electronic circus, which was a tent full of keyboards that people could go in. Cause you know, Lollapalooza then had all these other things you could do, right? And so um, I would, I was doing, I was assistant to the MIDI system specialist, which meant basically I was doing running MIDI cables from the synthesizers to the other synthesizers. Uh-huh. As you can tell by my fake backdrop, I happen to love synthesizers. <laughs> and, That's not um, a fake draft backdrop. No, I believe that those are actual That's keyboards. True. That is true. I see three how, of them how, at least. How many one. how many keytars do you own? I I have I've never I have well one of my keyboards has straps on it. Yeah. But it's not okay. officially a keytar. This one Edgar this Winter one has style. straps. Yeah I got so, it. Right. Anyway, so, back to your story. <laughs> so at the end of the day, oh, this is a crazy. This is crazy. The guy says to me, <laughs> the guy says to me, "Hey, you did a great job. Why don't you come with us on tour? Why don't you tour the rest of the Lollapalooza tour with us? And you can set up the keyboards and stuff um, in the in, in this electronic circus tent." How old are you at this point? I was nineteen. Okay, mm. go ahead. And he's like, uh, and I said, "Wow." And uh, art school, MCAD what's beginning in two days so part of me i was like i'm paying all this money it was still expensive then Mm. uh uh, 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 for this school uh uh, i got a lot of grants and stuff but i was still like "Eh, i don't miss three or four weeks of it which is just so anyways um (laughs) and so we're we're, and I'm, i'm looking out after the after everyone's gone and it's just like garbage everywhere. It's just mm. garbage, and everybody's kind of ro- it's all roadies, you know. These like this, and this I hadn't toured, and I didn't know the ins and outs of of what it was like to be on the road in the back end of it. Not, you know, you're not like um, L7 and and Nick Cave driving driving by <laughs> in a golf cart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, and. So I that night I he's like okay this is where you got to meet, bring enough stuff we're gonna give you this it was great money, and just come along have a great time, and I uh, and I was lying in bed and I was nineteen so I was base I was just thinking about about missing school and I was thinking about geez I don't know I don't know if I want to be working 12 hours a day and and then and then around all this garbage and all this mm. you know this kind of it's really hard work when you're on the production end of a festival it's really hard work and and from doing a lot of festivals i mean i've done gobs of festivals in the last 20 years in here and you know all over, anywhere from arizona to out in new york and it's like takes so many people to put one of these things on now the one that we're doing in in winona is at bars right so it's Mm. like it's still taking a lot of people even though they have the venues you know and i just thought to myself "Ah, nah man i'm gonna go i'm gonna go art school and party (laughs) so i turned down the touring with Lollapalooza, which is uh i don't regret but i do regret well, and so that's what I was going to say. Like, you, I mean, you can't rewrite your life, right? Like, whether you're a fatalist or whether you believe in a wide open future, 
we've lived the lives we've lived so far. And I hope you don't carry any regret with that because what you've done has been incredible. And Mark Malman is going to be one of the featured performers at this year's Midwest Music Fest. We're going to talk about Winona. We're going to talk about the legacy of this festival just ahead. But we've gone too long without hearing any music. And here we are going to hear a song by our good friend, Mark Malman. Mark, I would like you, if you don't mind, to tell me about Fake Gold Silver Chains. Yeah, Fake Gold Silver Chains is from my new record, Happiness, and it's from the happiness side. And it's what I thought, What it's it's like the first single, right? And um, it's the song, you know, every album I put out, the band knows there's only going to be two or three songs we'll ever do. And that's <laughs> one of them. And because, you know, there's like 12 different people that play in my band that we rotate. So that's one of them. I'm like, hey, guys, learn Fake Gold Silver Chains. So that's a song I'll be playing for the rest of my life, you know? Um it's 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 really just like has an, it's an anti-consumerism song it's like it's because there's elements of that in this new record happiness it's an, pretty anti it's my most like punk uh lyric ethos um so uh yeah this is just like pretty silly stupid song with tons of synths and it was it was mixed um by can we swear on this thing yes fuck uh, off you, how dare yeah. you moment are you fuck familiar you. with how dare you you would really love Tropical Fuckstorm. Have you heard them? <laughs> uh, I've heard okay. the name. I don't, you I would don't love actually it. know the band. Oh, really. man. Listen to You Let My Tires Down by Tropical Fuckstorm. <laughs> it's Take like... Um, hang on, hang on. I'm one of these old school guys. Like I don't type things on the fucking computer. Yeah, yeah. I write my notes on it. I won't remember. They are like the Afghan wigs meets... Um, <clears throat> oh, like... Like... I don't know how to explain it. It's what's so the name of the song? Good. You let my tires down with a Y. Let me it ask you a question. Let me it ask was mixed you a by question. the guy who makes that record. So anyways. you ever you ever listen to Parquet Courts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, yes. like, I, I like that sort of agitated, a little bit off the beaten path kind of music. Like I, I, hardcore is hard for me to listen to now because I'm an old man, you know, gently easing into my autumn years <laughs> but but parquet courts make me feel like i still maybe have just a little bit of a punk rocker inside me i feel like parquet courts is sort of you know there's a certain point where where music is so well orchestrated and so in tune with um with, with making like real art that it surpasses the genre you know something yeah. like um you know, rain and blood is an example of that. It's just, it's just great. You know, it's like, even if you don't like cop movies, Lethal Weapon's super great. And uh, Parky mm. Courts is that way, man. It's just such. Every Agreed. song is perfect. The albums just run into each other. I mean, it, it recalls, you know, some, some, some like maybe like shoegaze-ish bands like Luna and Galaxy 500. But then it combines Modern Lovers in there. It's very aware of itself. Yeah, you know, it's drawing the guitar is drawing from the Velvet Underground, and yet it's still, it's so punk. It, it, it it's great music. It's super punk, and I, I think you bring up a great point. Aware of itself, we live in that world now. Whether you are an author or a entrepreneur or a musician, we've never been more beholden to being aware of ourselves, and so unfortunately that comes through sometimes like there's no question there's not an accident there's not a missed moment on a poor parquet courts record but i feel like that sort of translates to almost everyday life look we can philosophize all afternoon and we will but first i want to hear a mark malman song why sure. are you playing why are you playing this song 
Well, I I, I love this song. It's fun. We'll be doing it at the Midwest Music Fest, uh, which we're headlining too on our own little stage at Ed's Bar. Um, Dude, Ed's Ed's No Name Bar. Oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it's Winona spot, on man. the other side. And and it's, uh, it's the right size bar it reminds me of the four hundred bar at its zenith. It's long, it's skinny. There's a whole other area on the side if you don't feel like listening to the music. But if you want yeah, to, you're right. you got to fucking pay attention, man. You are right there and you got to pay attention. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay attention when you're playing. That's my favorite kind of kind of kind of room to play because you're close to the floor, you're close to the people and you just you're all in it together and it's loud. So, yeah, this is uh fake gold silver chains. It's like um I, I like the textures and and we'll for sure be doing this one at, at Midwest Music Fest. That would be the inimitable Mark Malman, who is one of the headliners at this year's Midwest Music Fest 2022, coming up in late April. Hopefully, life will have vaguely settled down by then, so we can get back to some semblance of hanging out together, being close to each other. But do me a favor in the meantime, and don't be a dick. Get your vaccines, get your booster, wear a real mask. Like, I've been wearing one of those buffs, you know, like those cloth things you pull up. 
<clears throat> that's not enough. So I've moved on to a KN95 or R2D2 or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's time to put this shit to bed, man. The last two years have been really aggressive. And before we talk about the nature of this festival and more with Mark Malman, I want to talk to my friend, Sean. Sean Bernard, in addition to being a high-flying, flashy podcast producer, and executive producer. He's also a realtor for Edina Realty at the 50th in France location. Now this is a dark, cold time of the year. Sun's out right now, but it is negative, whatever the fuck out there. And it's it's brutal. This is not normally the time people start thinking about selling a home or buying a home, but this is the time where people start prepping. Am I wrong? No, it's absolutely the time that they start prepping. and. I just got to tell you, it's funny, an old, old, old friend of mine who has lived an incredibly simple life, he's almost 51, he's never owned a home, but he's he's always lived in an apartment, but he's at the point where he can't take it anymore because his neighbors are driving him crazy. And he's like, all right, man, I never thought I would do this, but I'm going to buy a very small, very simple, simple, like two bedroom, one bath home so I have my own walls. Because uh, he's he's an aspiring musician as well, right. and he said I just can't take it anymore. And so I was like, "What? You're gonna do this?" He's lived this nomadic life, you know, in in <laughs> Tampa, Florida, and Los Angeles, and Seattle. After 20 plus years, he's coming home. His parents are getting older. That whole thing. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun to see a friend do that. Who he said, "I'm still gonna live a simple life. I just can't deal with neighbors anymore pounding on my." walls and ceilings and everything else so <laughs> so kind of crazy but if you know somebody that's in the market to buy or sell 612-859-2594 and uh i'm going to do what i did last year and i'm going to continue to do it it's donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band and uh you know of the think, buyer or seller's choice right yeah they get they get to choose i've had a couple people say oh my gosh i can't choose Give me a list. So I'll give them a list of like 10 artists, and then, then they choose from that list of 10. Um, but it's been really cool, you know. Um, it's just a little a little bit of help, but it allows musicians who many, many musicians, this is part of their livelihood. This is part of how they make ends meet, and they haven't had it the last couple of years. And so um, just good to be able to help out. 612-859-2594. Mark Malman, before we start talking about Midwest Music Fest and your role in it this year, you made an interesting reference earlier to me talking about sort of your ascendance making music. But then the, for literally a decade, you were on the road all the time. And now you, <clears throat> I actually look to you as a source of sort of strength and like sort of my magnetic north during the COVID. <laughs> because but in all sincerity, because you, you took it as seriously as people are supposed to be taking it, right? Like you locked your um, shit down. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had a Twitter conversation with someone uh, about this in that um, I, I, you know, I work for myself. And so I, I, I can do that. I can have my groceries delivered and, and right. you know, but he, my, this person on Twitter that I was, we were conversing private. It wasn't like a Twitter war. We were talking in, in pre private, but he works uh, at a bank. And, you know, there, there, I mean, so it was a privilege of my, you know, career uh, that I was able to do that. And I felt like uh, maybe if I push extremely, it'll help the greater 
voice move in and just stop the spread. I, I you know, I lost, uh, I mean, I've lost, we've all lost people, you know, two people, two people, uh, both one person not immunocompromised, one person had a pacemaker, my buddy's dad. And I mean, it's, it, it was, it was sad. So, and then you look to other countries and they're just going, yo, America's insane. But, um, but you know, you, you, you just, it's just, I I wasn't trying to hold you up as a prophet. I was just saying that your commitment to doing the right thing, I don't, I don't, it, it, it it reminded me on the days that I was like, eh, or the days that I was like, come on, that's hard it's for real and and but it requires genuine sacrifice this was really only the prelude to my actual question my actual question was doing the lockdown like so spending a decade on the road right like literally on the road well six months a year yeah five to six months a year fine but that's a lot and that that, i mean road time for people who've not done road time that's a that's a very very different animal but then looking at the last two years you've had where you played where you could you've done online stuff it's it it, it obviously changed the nature of how you got to express yourself you good you feeling all right i was talking to a a canadian performer this morning um who is you know canada's really strict and she she hasn't done any live streams and and she's was a she's a performer you know all the time in in toronto uh local like myself sort of a goth rockabilly act and she you know we just we just agreed that like this um it took it took your whole life away from you i mean going going to clubs going to shows playing shows being with my family which is the band i mean aside from my birth family my chosen family is the band and and um and and what the the other side of that is it changed you we're not we're not we're not so um accustomed to change and i don't think we like change in any form especially when it's um has negative impacts but you we came out different and i'm i'm still pretty excited to see you know um you know when uh do you know about this thing when a when a when a butterfly leaves the cocoon part of the reason why it's hard to get out of the cocoon is you know why right it's 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 because that's a way of making its wings strong and then when it gets out there it just sits there for a while and moves the wings and i feel like maybe that's where we are it's like okay i'm different fundamentally different and i'm just now it's hard because i'm moving muscles i've never moved before so i think creative people are going to see a dramatic change in the next five years if there's not a world war three in two weeks well okay uh that was heavy (laughs) and that was big and i'd love to go down that path But we're actually here to talk about the Midwest Music Fest. Yeah. What do you mean World War Three in two weeks? What's coming up in two weeks? Ukraine and yeah, Russia. Ukraine. And... It's bad. Anyways, let's talk about Midwest Music Fest. Okay, well, <laughs> in the event, in the event that we have not been dragged into international thermonuclear conflict. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. It's always heavy talking with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always heavy living in the world, man. Yeah, it no, is. I, oh, trust me, man. I, I feel it every yeah, day. You this know morning, it. You know it. You live this, it. This morning when I woke up at 4 a.m., I knew it was going to be 16 below outside. And some nights when you sleep, you're a little too hot or you're a little too cold or you slept on an arm funny yeah. or whatever. This morning, when you talk about a cocoon or a chrysalis, I woke up in that perfect state. Mm. And I was laying there. And the first alarm went off. I have eight alarms because I need to sort of slowly ease into consciousness at 4 a.m. 
the first one went off and I thought, fuck off. I don't care if I lose my job. I was so comfortable <laughs> and so natural. It was like a womb-like state. I was at the perfect sort of equilibrium of temperature and oh. comfort in my bed. Oh, man. And, and that doesn't happen all the time, but it happened this morning and that alarm went off at four. And I'm like, do you think I'm actually going to put an arm out from under this perfection and turn you off? Fuck you. But I did, and here we are, because you know what? You don't really have a choice. So like you said, being alive is hard. But there are there are moments, there are oases, there are places to land, there are yeah, moments man. of freedom and music. And one of them is the Midwest Music Festival. Now, I've been to three of the last five of them down in Winona. I actually, my first time in Winona was in 1986. My one and only year of college was at Winona State University. My very first time on the radio was at KQAL at Winona State University. And then I dropped out after a year because I'm like, college is for losers. Kids, if you're listening, stay in school, don't do drugs. Uh, college is actually kind of cool if it's what you want to do. But yeah, I've, spent, I've, I've spent plenty of time in Winona, have a ton of friends from Winona. You're going to be part of this incredible lineup of the Midwest Music Festival 2022 coming up at the end of April. Have you spent any time in Winona before? Yeah, yeah, I've been going down there forever, playing Ed's uh, and uh, playing this festival. And uh, I, I went down there this summer for the, for the first time to go. I'd always known, people had always said, you know, me being, a, go, having gone to art school and my brother being an artist, I, I thinking my bro, uh, thinking about, someone says there's a Van Gogh down in, in, in Winona. I was like, a Van Gogh at the, at the Midwest, uh, at the, Museum of Marine Art down there. Right. And I was like, this summer, I said, I'm going. I haven't gone. I'm vaccinated and go down there. And it is insane. There's the, the, there's a Van Gogh. There's a, there's a Pizarro. There's, there's a Monet. There's a, I mean, there's two Picassos, I think. There's a Chagall. There's a wow. Cezanne. There's, I mean, it's just, it's never ending. I mean, there are, there are as many masters in one little room as there are in the, uh, in the in the art institute it's crazy good in addition to how incredible that particular museum is what also boggles my mind the first time i was there was the very first time i went to the midwest music festival i was working at a different radio station had to help co-host a thing by a couple of um winona bands which by the way there's a surprisingly robust Huge scene down there scene in yeah. winona like i mean like you think like okay winona fine no there are bands that have like carve their niche over the course of years and it seems to grow every year but about that museum in particular so winona is a riverside town right and when yes. you think about early minnesota it's all milling and shipping and yeah. that sort of thing and so that museum is tucked away in sort of yeah. a very very seriously industrial part of winona like yeah. driving up to it, you're like Am I going to a factory? Am I going to a storage facility? <laughs> I know. There's all these barges behind it on the river. Exactly. And like rows and rows and rows and rows of barges. And then you walk in and you're literally, as you mentioned, treated to the works of not only legendary masters and the old school, but many popular newer artists. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a gem. And locals. It's surprising, like not just surprising, actually a little startling, just how high the quality of art is in a little industrial park museum. Yeah, I mean, in a southern Minnesota town. 
that museum uh, it has i mean it's probably a hundred million dollars worth of art in that tiny little it's museum crazy. the hudson river school room alone is is bigger than the hudson collection at the uh mia here it's the biggest right. Hudson collection in minnesota which sure. so i don't know who their benefactor is but cool as hell because Winona it's a private also, collection yeah winona is also a a really cool place it's got three colleges in and around that immediate area so it's primarily a college town but it's also an old school minnesota town so when you head downtown to places that are close to the river or by ed's no-name bar like you're talking about i mean you've got this old school architecture that's yeah. never been torn down right i mean they had a bad fire there a couple of years ago and one of the buildings got gutted but largely it's it's got this really incredible feel and so going in the late spring early summer like this will be for the midwest music festival is really cool because they've got this huge beautiful park that almost looks like you're in mayberry in the middle of town but then like some of the gigs are at the old masonic lodge which you know you walk in at night and you're like <clears throat> this is amazing and terrifying it you just you never know what you're going to get but there's this incredible mixture of old school small town minnesotans college kids hipsters who've decided you know what winona is exactly the right place the right size place for me like which i can't i can't help but admire because winona's got this incredible scene there are cool bars there are art galleries there are music shops there are record stores Winona, for people who have not made their way down the river and traveled south like that, A, it's a cool town, but B, this music festival, having, as we started out talking about early on, the big music festivals are extremely unwieldy, right? You're there with, you know, 800,000 other people. This, although popular, especially with the lineup this year, is not going to be unwieldy. You know, there's a handful of venues. You get to go around. It's easy to get your credentials. Yeah. Not hard, not hard to get a room. You got Police of this year. You got Haley. You got Bad Bad Hatch. You got Graveyard Club. Kiss the Tiger. Humbird, who we've had on the show. The Shackletons are going to be there. Gully Boys, who the very first time I ever saw them, probably five years ago now, I'm guessing, was at Ed's No Name. Elizabeth Moen and Dury, who are one of the buzziest bands in town right now. But the list goes on and on. File is too and and it, you know the the thing is is like it's modeled after south by you know so it's instead of coachella where you have one or two stages and gobs of people you have gobs of people spread out in south by over up and down sixth street and other bars right. and and that's what's cool about this festival is is it's it's like you're not gonna be drowned and drown drown in crowds you know like but even even at the most even at the most crowded places, the the flashpoints of this festival, which there certainly will be, I remember going to see Low a few years ago. Um, it's never oppressive. It, it feels very Minnesotan. Even if you're stuck at the far back of the room, you're cool. You can make it up to the bar and get a drink or whatever it is, whatever your want to yeah. do is. Um, yeah. So you've got that critical mass of people who are enjoying the music together, but it's never a crush. It's never a hassle. You're never standing in line for 45 minutes. It's kind of the perfect music festival. And again, that lineup I just rattled off, that was less than half of the people who were playing. It's going to be super cool this year, man. Do you, are you doing anything weird? Are you pulling out the stops? Are you, you know, showing off a new tattoo or a new piercing or anything? Uh, I'm hoping <laughs> to have a new tattoo by then, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, and um, but I won't be showing it off. Uh, but I will be, you know, I'm already thinking about that show because we don't play much anymore. Um, uh, and 
I, it's just a Ed's is a real raw bar, and and it's the kind of place that suits me because uh, it's loud and it's visceral for me. I like to sweat. I like to really communicate whatever it is that's inside of me uh, that I can't figure out uh, on stage and just unleash. So it'll be a big release for me. I, I feel really at home on that stage and. Uh, I love this festival. It's just going to rock, you know? It's going to rock. Well, let's go ahead. Another song you picked, because I know we've been talking a lot, and another show's probably going too long, Sean. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm, I'm excited, because I'm sitting here looking outside of this gorgeous sunny day, knowing that it's below zero wind chills out there. Yeah, man. And the thought, the thought of late April and going down to my old oh. stomping grounds, Winona, and the thought of so many people I know are so excited about this particular iteration this year seeing friends doing the right things like let's just make it a couple more months and let's try to i don't know something so anyway you picked another song a song here mark by polisa one of the headliners of this year's uh particular festival tell me about this song oh uh, this is wandering star um and uh if i did a piece on wandering star on my TikTok, uh it, it, do you know what a wandering star is i didn't know I, well, I know that Portishead has a song called Wandering right. Star as well, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know what an actual Wandering Star is. So I had always thought, was this a reference to Portishead or why would, why would, why would she change, why would she write a song? And then I looked and there's a huge history. A Wandering Star is a, a poetic term for a planet that was like used for a long time. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock dude, so I, I missed that uh, day or two in high school when they told us what a Wandering Star is. Um, <clears throat> But it has a much deeper, it's not just two words that were put together by Portishead. It actually is, is, has a huge, um, has a huge history. And these lyrics are, are really beautiful. So I love this song.
one of the headliners of this year's Midwest Music Fest coming up April 29th and 30th in Winona, Minnesota. That would be Polisa right here on the Brian Oak Show, episode 220. Before we wrap up, and we don't have a ton of time left, I do want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Without you, we literally couldn't have gotten this off the ground. Thanks to Smart Start. Thank you, Sean. Thanks to all of our former you know, supporters and endorsers. And if anyone wants to get on board, you'd like, shit, Brian Oak Show sounds cool. We should advertise there. <laughs> you should. Sean, where would they reach you if they were really interested? They can actually, why don't you, the easiest one is my Edina Realty uh, email, which is just Barnard at edinarealty.com, which is S-E-A-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D at edinarealty.com. Just, you know, I'm not trying to shill, but, you know, get in on the ground floor it's only 220 episodes in i mean we're really just getting <laughs> warm right now and we're talking to another one of the headliners from this year's festival mark malman mark one of my favorite things about this festival is that i go through the list right and i see names like polisa and haley and bad bad hats your name graveyard club kiss the tiger humbird gully boys the shackletons so i know that there is going to be gold and them our hills but what I like about these kinds of festivals, especially in Minnesota, because the people who have been spending a, more than a decade now curating this particular festival have gone out of their way to find the right people locally, statewide, regionally to play there. Like Abby, Abby Hamilton. I don't know Abby Hamilton, but I'm excited. Feed the dog, heart to gold. I, I know Faith Boblet, uh, dad bod, Bugsy bad posture club author like i don't know these bands and so am i getting out of bed at eight in the morning god damn no no if i'm going up there i'm sleeping in the hotel till noon but get out stretch your legs walk around the park and get out to check out some bands the great thing about it is you know you're getting your money's worth i think a two-day yeah. pass is like 70 bucks it's that's wow. a good deal that's nothing that's for the amount of music that's being played here and so then when you go in with no expectations into a small venue somewhere or a lesser known, something a little more off the beaten path, and you hear somebody who's really good, that's happened to me every single time I've gone to the Midwest Music Fest. It's more fun than, um, you know, I think it's more fun than going to see some bands that uh, the, the, the cool thing about local music is it's reflective of your community and mm -hmm. it's reflective and of your own life. Uh, you can meet the artists. You can, these are artists that you've been following and that you probably personally know. And, and it's more like um, it touches you spiritually in a way that mm -hmm. going to see, going to Coachella just is more, it's just superficial and, and going in your own state to see bands that are working day jobs and were and and struggling to put out an album because they love to make art and it's not their job is it's just um it's a struggle even for bigger artists to keep going in this time but i don't know there's something that that's really more connective to your spirit and more grounding when you go to a local festival like this it's rare too in other states don't have this yeah no i'm, I'm actually giddy like i saw the announcement <laughs> yesterday and then I reached out to you this morning. I'm like, want to come and talk about it? You're like, hell yeah, Always. I do. It, it, it just, it, I'm giddy not only about the lineup, but like you just said, like, you know, it's been so long and it's been so hard, but this is the right size festival, even for people who are worried about, still worried about COVID come late April. And you should be, you should be concerned. You should take the right precautions. 
But to get out and see the Right Size Festival with this incredible outsized caliber of music that's going to be there, plus unknown artists that, who knows? I mean, maybe I'm going to find somebody like the Gully Boys I saw for the first time, never having even heard of them, still raving about them four or five years later. Who knows? That might happen. So I'm very, very excited. Um, I already bought my tickets and I'm going to be booking a hotel as soon as we're done wrapping up here. I'm ready, man. Winona is cool. Small town Minnesota is cool. Local music is cool. Everything about this festival feels like a festival, right? Like you said about Coachella, like, all right, maybe I'll see Beyonce there. Maybe I'll see Lord. Maybe I'll see Haim. There's not that connectivity. There's there's not that biofeedback loop of shared experience. And even if I love the music, it's not the same thing. I got nothing against that spectacle. I'll so, go it just touches shows. a different part of you. It, precisely. Uh-huh. Like yeah. going into Ed's No Name and watching a band I've never heard of be like, that keyboard player is kind of fucking killing it right now. And, I mean, that's the best stuff. So I'm excited, man. I hope you're excited too. So uh, before, I love the music. Before it makes me away. feel better about humanity too, is the other thing I'd say. Just yeah. being around like-minded people who are passionate about music, who want to support local music, music, and then the musicians themselves, which you'll see them going, they'll finish their gigs and then go over to other gigs to see other musicians play. So many local musicians support each other, and that's really cool to see too. Yeah, we. I mean, we're all, we're family, you know. Yes. Yes. Before we part ways, Mark, um, so you talked about these reissues coming out. Uh, I know that you are both a celebrated author, a longtime recording artist. Where is ground zero for people who are like, fuck, I got to know more about Mark Malman. Maybe I got to buy some of his shit. Where's the best place for people to go to find out more about you? Um, I guess I approach my brain just approaches my socials in a really weird way because we're so integrated now with our connectivity. Um, Twitter is my brain dump. If I have something that I don't want to text anybody, I'll put it there. Um, Instagram is just sort of a a merge between my personal life and and my public life. And Facebook is my most formal kind of place where I announce things. And TikTok is just my passion for music history. Uh, So, Which, by the way, for people who have not watched your TikTok series, Malman is, in addition to being a wildly talented and... Un- You're so nice, man. Yeah. But, no, 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 but, <laughs> dude, I've, I've seen you live a dozen times. I, I, I there's, love there's, you. There's not anybody else like you. You are... There's nobody like either of you, Sean or... or, or Brock, <laughs> but, but, or well, of, oh, technically, yes. I mean, genetically, probably, but... Um, I mean, like, like you're 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 a freak in 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 yeah. the greatest sense of that term, and so I, I want people to know you and to know more about you. I really and appreciate I, that. I, I love every time we talk. So what? Like, so what if I'm like a brand new rube? I'm like, I don't know much about this Mark Malmart, uh, but I'm gonna I have that around and I and have I, that happen today. This morning, someone reached out to me on <laughs> on on Instagram from TikTok because they're like, I didn't know you played music, and, and I said, Yeah, I do. And he said, where should I start? I'm cleaning my house. And I said, start at my album, Double Silhouette. Start there, because it's the closest thing to Red Bedroom that is that is more now, you know, or my direction in the 2010s. My direction yeah. now is a little more like funk based. But um, so I say that start at Double Silhouette. And you know, and that's my favorite record of yours, right? I, I think Ed did an incredible job mixing that record. I, I really can't, do. There are two songs on there that I can't hear, even thinking about them now. Back when I drank more, I would cry during every single podcast. Um, uh-huh. 
there are two songs on that record that I can't because I know the story and I know the construction of it. There are two songs on there I can't mm. listen to without crying. And um, I can't say that about very many artists, man. It's uh, it's pretty Thank incredible. You. So, okay, we do have to wrap it up. But if it, let's say I was that Rube who didn't know much about Mark Malmark and wanted to go and get <laughs> my hands on his latest release. Malmart. Malmart. Yeah. Malmart. <laughs> if I wanted to get my hands on happiness, like where does someone go to get your merch or your music yeah what's the best well, happiness place? happiness is interesting because it's the first record that now which i'll do in the future it's vinyl only so it's vinyl and then spotify and digital outlets so um you can order by the the vinyl off of Bandcamp. my guy snake who's my distributor he goes by the name snake he lives in athens georgia he'll send it out to you i love snake and then um snake yeah he's the Jesus. best he's the best and then that's the music business you know i yeah, mean yeah. These know, guys, like, these people out there, I know somebody named Worm. I know somebody can, named Dirt. You know, <laughs> can you imagine having the balls to go ahead and walk around with the nickname Snake? I'm so deeply jealous it's not funny. That's brilliant. It's so cool, right? He just said, it's hey, people call cool. him Snake. You know, probably, and you know, the coolest nickname someone else gave you. I'll ask him today, how did you get your nickname? And I'll, I'll report when I come back and tell you about that the That would reaction. be great. Love to hear it. All right, very good. Cool. So we're going to go. Um good luck with everything and here's to an emergent and transcendent and if none of those sort of miraculous next level things at least an incrementally better 2022 for all of us but in particular to you and thank you for being a guest today mr Malman. thank you thanks mark i appreciate it um and i'm thanks, gonna see Sean. you i'm gonna see yeah. you in late april i'm gonna be the guy screaming up front <laughs> hey, i'll be the guy up front who sadly it's not as fun when I'm not drunk, but I'll still be the guy up front screaming, I married a skull! I'm one of those guys. I'll browbeat you into playing it. So make okay. sure the band gets on it, all right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna rock, man. That song's not a rocker. We're gonna rock out freak out. We're gonna freak out. I'll be yelling back. Yeah, well, and Love I'm it. looking forward to it. Mark, good <laughs> luck to you, and I'll see you in late April. And thank you for joining right, us today. Love you, you guys. You, you Love picked you a too. song to round out the show by a band that I saw for the first time at the Midwest Music Fest. By the way, this year's coming up uh, on late April, 29th and 30th. This band, who I saw there four or five years ago, is now going to be playing there again this year. They've added a fourth member. And there's there's something super cool, like like the band Fanny or Susie Quattro about this band. They don't give a fuck and they rock and they've got so much attitude and style, but it's not ever off putting. I love their I've seen them a half dozen times now. They're amazing. Why'd you pick Gully Books? Oh, uh, same reasons you did, you know, uh, and also uh, I love Naughty and, and I, I just I just think this band's rad. You know, I mean, it's just it's cool. You know, I think they were the second or third guest we ever had on this podcast. Now, 220 episodes in the second episode we ever did, when we had no idea what we we're doing, not saying we have any idea now, but it's getting there. Um, yeah, no, they were, they were guests early on when they were just starting to happen and they just keep happening. And I like their songs, right? Like the bottom line is the songs have to be good. Everything else is in my humble opinion secondary but if you can have great songs and put on a killer rock show that's why gully boys are one of my favorite minnesota bands yeah man you just gotta like shoot that magic spell 
Jesus Christ, that's the name of your biography. <laughs> Mr. Malman, you take care, man. I love you. Bye. Love you. I'm See out. Ya. See ya.